Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Uh, we went to Paris. There's Lydia and I under the Eiffel Tower. It's about three degrees. There's, there's Ayla in the snow. It actually snowed at um, my, all of my wife's families over there. There's about 35 cousins, her grandma. That's grandma's backyard. It, um, it hadn't snowed in there for four years. There's the skinniest snowman I've ever seen. I think he'd been fasting for a few months. Um, Lydia's uncle lives next door to Nan, and he got up at four, uh, 5 a.m. in the morning, pitch black, and made the snowman. We woke up in the morning, there was a snowman outside. So Ayla does not know what's going on. And that is her cheeky face at Christmas, little Ayla. And then I don't know, is there any more photos? That might have been it. Is that it, was it? I can't remember. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we had a great time over there. And um, we went to a few churches over there, went to a little Baptist church in the little town at Bridge. It's this little town, about 5,000 people, uh, two hours west of London. And the little Baptist church was great. There was a pastor there. He's about my age and um, he just did a great job. It was really good church, actually. And then we went to Danny Danny Guglamucci's church. Well, now Jonathan von Tanarosa has taken over from Danny Goog. Um, Edge Church in Bristol, uh, which was a great church. But... There is no place like home. As much as I love those churches, I love this church and uh, the church family that we have here. And uh, it's, it, is, it is a really good church. And we are very blessed with the music we have here and, and the, the team. And yeah, it is a good church. I'm going to read Joshua 6, 1 to 20. So a little bit of reading. And it's a story. Uh, well, I'm just going to read it. I can't tell the story. Let's just read it and you'll uh, get along with it. So get your Bible out or your iPad or if you're anointed, your Android device. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever heard that from the platform because it's always the Apple is anointed, but it is Android that is anointed, just letting you know. And there is paper. Paper is really good. It's anointed too. It's been around a long time. Okay, so let's read this story. So, now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its kings and its king, not kings, its king and its fighting men. March around this city once with all the armed men, armed men. Do this for six days and have the priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in the front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city, seven trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast of the trumpets, have the whole army give a shout. Then the, then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go straight in. It's pretty crazy. Just make some noise and walls fall down. Let's keep reading. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry seven trumpets in front of it and order the army, advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the Ark of the Lord. Uh, when Joshua had spoken to the people... The seven priests carried seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets, and the ark of the uh, and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed them. The armed guards marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the ark. All this time, the trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded the army, "Do not give a war cry, do not raise your voice, do not say a word, don't make a noise." Until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So he, gave, uh, so he had the ark of the Lord, carried around the city, circled it once, and the army returned to the camp and spent the night there. This is kind of sound just like, they'd be thinking, what? These are like soldiers. Let's just walk around 
with, well, some of them were soldiers and the rest were just normal people. Kind of a crazy story. Let's keep reading. Joshua got up early the next morning and the priests took up the Ark of the Lord. The seven priests carried the seven trumpets, uh, went forward, marching before the Ark of the Lord and blowing their trumpets. The army, the army, the armed men went ahead of them and the rear guard followed the Ark. It's, we just say, it's the same thing again. While the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day, they marched around the city once, returned to the camp. They did this for six days. Can you imagine the Israelites right now? Joshua's like, just walk around. And like, we're getting to the sixth day. Don't, you can't talk, you can't do anything. Just walk around, blow some trumpets. On the seventh day, this is where it gets exciting. They got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except on, the da- on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded them, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpets, when the men gave a shout, the walls collapsed. So everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. Wow, what a story. The walls collapsed after God's chosen people shouted. Just going to pray. God, we thank you that you are a good God, and you are big and you're in charge. Amen. My heading for tonight is called praise. Praise. What do you think of when you hear the word praise? What do you think of? What does praise look like to you? What does praise, what does it mean to you? Well, praise means like the meaning of it means to commend, to applaud, or to magnify. And for some of you that haven't been around church for a while, you hear us talking about praising God and and raising your hands. And some of you are like, what the heck are they doing? Running around like headless chooks, dancing. And they're like, what is all that about? You know, we do this because we are thankful to all God has done for us. And we understand the power of praise and worship. There is power in praise and worship. I heard a pastor say that for a Christian, praise to God is an expression of worship. Lifting up and glorifying the Lord for all he has done for us. He said, it is an expression of humbling ourselves and centering our attention upon the Lord with heartfelt expression of thanksgiving and love to God. That's pretty cool. You know, when we praise God, it takes our eyes off our problem and puts our eyes on him. Praise takes our eyes off ourself and focuses it on the king of kings. You know what it's like, like naturally, when you hurt yourself or, or you're not feeling well or something like that, you know, the best way to take your mind off it, like, is call a friend or something, you know, like you might be sick and you call a friend or you watch a movie or just chill out and like, it's like all of a sudden you just, you almost forget that you like, you were sick. And it's the same with praise. When you're going through hard times, praise. You know, praise is a, is a choice, not a feeling. I, I, it's, it's definitely not a feeling. It's maybe a feeling about once a month. The rest of it, it is a choice. You know, I find the very time when I don't feel like praising is the very time that I need to be praising. That's, this is personally what I've found. And praise is powerful. A Christian scientist, uh, he studied and found that corporate worship and praise has been shown to have health benefits. Here we go, health benefits for those that like that. Um, 
regular church attendee, attendance is associated with a 35% reduction in the likelihood of death and a reduction in the probability of stroke. This is like a legit study. Like I looked at it, I thought this guy was just joking. Now, he's actually done a study over the last whatever many years it is. Um, in a major study, those who do not attend church regularly have higher rates of death from heart, digestive and respiratory disorders. It goes on to say, amazingly, it has been found that as people sing together in worship to God, as in a choir, for instance, uh, as well as the benefit of the, like the beneficial health uh, effects on your heart, their heartbeats actually synchronize. In other words, their heartbeats beat as one. How cool is that? That, I reckon that's pretty cool. I don't know how they did that study. They must have put like heart rate on like a big choir that sung together for an hour or something. At the same. Like that is so cool. Praise is good for you. It's actually good for you just on a science level if you don't even go into the spiritual side of it, which is even more. But praise is not just something Christians do. Like it's not just like Christians praise. Um, people are praising all the time and don't even realize it. I've got a couple of photos here. We've got, uh, I think that's at the tennis. It's tennis or basketball. I think that's tennis. The other one was basketball. Um, that's a Justin Bieber concert. Um, the girls are crying. You can see, go back to that one. Like the, the, They're like, oh, it's my saviour. It's my saviour, Justin Bieber. Look at her. She's like, oh. And then the last one is like, I think that was Hillsong or Jesus Culture or somewhere like, but kind of looks all the same, doesn't it? In a way, like, don't ever think that it's weird to praise God. Like, people, they do it everywhere. Like, it's not weird. People are like, church has got to be a quiet place where we're civilized. You know, but it's like, no, no way. Don't ever think it's weird. People get more excited about a field with a bunch of men in short shorts running around after a football with some air in it, just air, than they do about the creator of all things. You know what it's like in Australia? Like our sport is just, like if you've ever been to an origin match, like you'd think you're, it's crazy. Like the way that they, that we, we're all part of that, that we praise this little bit of, bit of air in a ball, you know? It's like we get so worked up. Don't ever think it's like, don't be ashamed if you're getting excited in church about what God's done in your life. That's what I'm trying to say. Like he's given you air. He's given the air that fills that ball. You know what I mean? Like he is the creator of all things. It's not weird to praise God and get a little bit silly sometimes. Praise is an essential part in the life of a Christian. And it's a weapon. It's a spiritual weapon, which leads me to my first point. Praise is a weapon. It is a weapon. You know, as we see in this story, praise was the weapon that brought down the walls. It was the weapon and brought them into freedom. And they took the city. It was praise. It was shouting. Remember, they walked around the walls. They'd, they'd done all that. And it was on the last day when they started to shout that the walls came down. They were brought into freedom. Yeah, it was when they opened their mouth. That's what I said. It was when they obeyed the Lord. But you've got to wonder, what were the people thinking? As I said before, like, what were the people thinking when Joshua was like, okay, everyone, you know, we're just going to walk around, just, you know, just don't say anything, don't, like, I, th I think Dad said this once, I think he said don't say anything because they'd probably be whinging by about day five, get stupid, oh, Joshua is stupid, you know what I mean? Like, he'd be, they'd probably be, like, walking around and, this way he said don't say anything because they'd probably whinge and when God doesn't like whinging, um, 
together. Tulsa march around. But you have to understand the size of it, okay? It wasn't just like marching around, I don't know, something like this, this is the size of it. I, I don't know how they've actually found the size, but this is what I could find on Google anyway, Mr. Google. The walls were two meters thick, thick. So that's me lying down, okay? Two meters thick and five meters high, okay? So I mean, it's not massive, but pretty big back in those days when you didn't really have much bar and little rickety wooden ladder, you know? So two meters thick, five meters high. Surrounding the wall was a ditch eight meters wide by two and a half meters deep cut through solid bedrock with a circumference around the town of about six or 700 meters. So most times those big ditches were full of crocodiles, water, all sorts of nasty sharp things and then people, you know, like this was, this was a fortified city. You don't get any more fortified. And you know, they're like, we're just gonna shout the walls down like with the crocodiles and everything. They may have thought Joshua had lost his mind, okay? I mean, I thought, I would have probably thought that, like, man, what are we doing following Joshua? But they did it, they obeyed, and the power of praise and obedience to God brought them the victory. Don't underestimate the power of praise in worship in your life, okay? Don't ever underestimate it. It will bring breakthrough. Which leads me to my next point. Number two, praise brings breakthrough. You know, this story is pretty cool. Like, yeah, we like this story. For those who know Bible stories, you know, just sounds cool and, and using music to shout down the walls. But you don't really see people shouting at a tree or a building to, to get out of my way. And like, you don't really see that nowadays, do we? Like, I'm maybe someone who's probably not in, not in a good way might be doing that. But it's not something we do. But see, Old Testament stories and Old Testament, uh, it was a picture of what's happening spiritually in our lives today. So you might not be actually, you know, shouting down a, a, a tree or a wall, but the walls of fear, the walls of anxiety, uh, the walls of past hurts, the, the wall or the fortified city of the regrets that we've done in our lives. You know, the list can go on. These are the walls that need to come down. And praise and worship is what can do, can bring the breakthrough. Um, for me, praise and worship has been such a, such a great thing for my life. It's something that my parents taught me at a very young age and got me into drums at a very young age and, and playing music and that sort of stuff. And back then it was kind of just like, yeah, like we sort of, you know, didn't really, it was all right, you know. But as we grew older, we realized the power in worship, the power in praise, that, that when we, you know, when we were worshiping in church and, and, and listening to good music and that, it was bringing breakthrough um, in our lives, and I have music on all the time at home, and it really annoys Lydia. She loves music, but sometimes she's just like, "Why is it so loud? Just so loud!" Like we had the leaders, youth leaders meeting at our house the other day, and we had an argument for about ten minutes before because, like, I wanted to put the worship song on through the subwoofers. Like, I've got one, two, three. I've got three surround sound units in my home with three subs. I mean, seriously, like the subs are like twenty kilo subs. They're like. It's way overkill, but that's just what I'm like. And Liz's like, we're not putting it through that. You're putting it through the Bluetooth speaker. So, so, so the little leaders came around and were like worshiping the little Bluetooth speaker. I'm just like, this is terrible. No, it's good. I was like, but Ayla was asleep and she would have woke up. Um, but Lydia does get, yeah, a little bit frustrated because I've always got music on. I've always got music on. But it's not that it's just on, it's that it's loud. It's that it's loud. And, you know, some of the days when I'm struggling, which... We all struggle, by the way, just letting you know, we all have struggles, pastors, 
We're all on the same. We're all fallen. We're all on the same level. And when we're having a struggle, whatever it is, I find the best thing is to just put some music on. For me, getting on the drum kit. Getting on the drums like a drum kit at home or at church here and just breaking something, you know, just... And to good music, I'm not talking about just putting on some like Slipknot and just going crazy. No, I'm talking like putting on some, some Christian stuff, you know, like the spiritual warfare stuff. And it could be any style. Sometimes it's rock. Pillar's one of my favorite. Aaron and I like to listen to Pillar or, or Hillsong, whatever. But it's, it's, yeah, there's power in praise and worship. You know, some of you know this, but the devil, he was the head music angel, like before he got kicked out of heaven. So he knows the power and the atmosphere that music carries. And you can see that music that's just so dark for some of you that have been brought up listening to that. It's like, it's, it just, when you listen to it, it just takes you down this road of anger or this road of, because like there's a spirit, spiritual stuff behind that. So you really got to watch what you listen to, get good music into your life. There, there is every style of music in Christian now. Hip hop, rock, country, if you're still being saved. Uh, <laughs> There is country and Christian, no, there is every style, jazz, whatever you like, it is there. You don't have to like think it's not there. It's actually there and it's better because it's just so positive and you just, you feel good after it. But I encourage you to not fill your life with junk. And I find it takes my mind off the struggle or off if I'm just having a bit of a hard day, whatever, like when you just worship, put some good music on, you just, it just really takes your focus off and it reminds how big my God is. And how much he loves me. I don't know, after praise, it's just like, it's almost just like, I don't know, you just feel like, ah, and just like, God just gives you a big heart. That's good. That's, that's what I want you to do. That's kind of what, that's kind of what it feels like. But like I said, it's not always the first thing I want to do. Let me tell you that much. It's not the first thing I want to do is just like, yeah, let's just go and put some praise music on. Like, what? Like, I'm ready to just like, I'd rather do something else, you know. And it's not the easiest thing. That's just being honest. And that would be for most of us too. But as you do it, it lifts your spirit up like nothing else. And it's the reward after it. It's kind of like, okay, so having a hard day, I could go and, you know, whatever, go to the bottle or something, go, you know, go do this. But then sickness and it's just a waste of money. It's stupid. And, you know, but if I go to God, it's like, that doesn't actually sound that exciting to praise. But as I do that, it's like, oh, I'm built up. And after it, it's like, sweet. You just feel so much better. It's not like the flesh always seems more exciting at the start. But then it just brings just chaos. But then the Spirit's never as exciting at the start, but it brings reward, freedom, joy. For anyone who's been walking in a Christian faith for a while will know that. It's a harder option, but always the better option in the long run. Always is. Doesn't mean it's easy, but it is good. You know, it's really hard to be down when you're singing and thanking God for everything. When you're just like, doesn't mean you'll be feeling that good, but you're just choosing to praise God. It's really, it's, it's hard to stay down for long periods of time. You know, for some of you, the struggle of fear and anxiety is huge. You know, like some people are like, oh, get over it. You know, that's just all you hear. And it's cold. But no, it is real for some people. Like it is seriously a real thing. And praise and worship is a great tool. It's one of the tools. It, it really does help. So for those that struggle with that, it is really good. And other other areas, you know, if you're angry and you want to go hit someone, just put on some music and praise God. As I said before, get good music into your life. Don't listen to junk. Uh, and praise is powerful and it brings breakthrough in your life. And it's all through the Bible, which leads me to my next point. Praise is biblical. Psalm 100 verse 4, enter 
his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Praise his name. What about the story of Paul and Silas in the jail? For, for those who don't know, in Acts uh, 16, 23 to 26, it says, And when they had laid many stripes on them, they'd been beaten, okay? They were thrown into prison uh, and commanded the jailer to keep them secure. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They're praying, singing hymns to God. They've just been like beaten up, whipped. Here they are praising. Like they, they've physically gone through not a good situation. They're in pain. Like for those that struggle with pain, like they're in pain, you know, like their back is it's wrecked and it's midnight and they're praising God. Um, uh, and the prisoners were listening to them. So they're listening in. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundation of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's, everyone's chains fell off. There's another, whole, there's another whole message in that verse, which we won't go into that. But they weren't in a good situation, but they, were, they got free out of that. Through praise and God, through praise and worship. Second uh, Chronicles 20, 22, as soon as they started shouting and praising God, uh, God set ambush against the men of Ammon and Moab at Mount Syria as they were attacking Judah and they ended up being defeated. So they were attacking Judah, which Judah means a tribe called Praise. So the enemy was coming against Praise and they got defeated. So that's another whole story again that you can read that. There's hundreds of Bible verses. Psalm 75.1, we proclaim how great you are and tell of the wonderful things you have done. 1 Chronicles 16.28, praise the Lord, all you people on earth. Praise his glory and might. Daniel 2.20, God is wise and powerful. Praise him forever and ever. What about Jeremiah 20.13? I'm just firing them at you. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. He rescues the oppressed from the power of evil people. Let us praise God for his glorious grace, for the free gift he gave us in his dear son. There is thousands of verses on praise. Deut I'll give just a couple more. Deuteronomy 10, 21. Praise him. He is your God and you have seen with your own eyes the great and astounding things that he has done for you. It's worthy to be praised. And I think the last one here, 1 Kings 8, 56. Praise the Lord who has given his people peace as he promised he would. There's just so many scriptures you can build yourself up on praise. It's all through the Bible. It really is. And my fourth point is, what does praise look like? What does praise look like? Well, I believe praise and worship is a lifestyle. Like, it's not just like songs. It's everything we do. We can be praising God when we're working. We can be praising God when whatever. It, it is a lifestyle. But when it comes to, like, music and all that sort of stuff, there, there are many different forms of sort of praise and worship that you'll see, and lifting of hands, okay? We're sort of just breaking this down a bit. Lifting of hands, as we talked about before, this is a sign of lifting God up or magnifying Him. But it's also a sign of total surrender to the Creator of all things. It's like our hands. If someone comes in here with a gun and says, stick them up, what do you do? Hands go up, don't they? Like, you in a surrender position. Um, God doesn't have a gun to our face. It's, that's not what it's like. But it's just the way we surrender. It's just, it's just like surrender is just putting your hands up, isn't it? it that's why we... It's just a natural thing to do, is to lift your hands. 
What if you're uh, receiving a gift from someone? How do you receive a gift? You put your hands out. It's kind of just like the natural thing to do. It's not weird like that church is a hand-raising weird church. like they're just surrendering and just receiving a gift from the Lord. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just the normal thing of, of life. Um, praising God with your hands is putting your body in the right posture from Him. Read that again. Praising God with your hands is putting your body in the right posture to honor God and to receive from Him. What about using your mouth to sing and praise? Uh, your mouth is powerful. As we know, another whole message on that, life and death is in what we say. Okay, And that's why the Lord asks us to praise with our mouth. Um, it's powerful. What about dancing and jumping around? Dancing and jumping around. This is a sign of joy and fun. If you are singing, lifting your hands and jumping around, you will find it very hard to be down and sad. You know, it's pretty hard to be like singing, dancing and just be like grumpy, you know, like I've never seen anybody that's running around the front singing, jumping, just, just loving God, just sad, you know, or looking sad. They might be feeling it, but they're choosing to praise God. It doesn't take long before that gets changed. But as I said before, it does take a choice, okay? It's not, I'm not saying it's easy, but it is, it is a choice. And not to care what people think, you know, for, for, it is like the fear of man can hold us back. Fear of man proves to be, a, it is a snare. But here, trust in the Lord has kept safe. And I found that so many people have got free from the fear of man and the anxiety when they just started to just close their eyes, raise their hands, jump around like a headless chook. Like, I mean, I was, a person said to me when I was younger, just close your eyes and they won't be able to see you. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, <laughs> you know, when you close your eyes, you can't see them, but it makes it feel like you can't see, you know what I mean? When I was young, it made sense. As I said before, we fight our battles. It really is how we fight our battles. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.